Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. Yay, we back back to normal. Woo, we did it. And today, we are going to journey back to some beers that we have, might be the oldest beers we've had on the show. These By have far, to be actually. the oldest beers I've ever had, period. Yeah. So we have a vertical today of, of what beer bar? What is it? Stone you Old Guardian Barley Wine, courtesy Ooh. of our friend Eric Grimm. Yeah, so so Stone Barley Stone Barley Wines. That's 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 intimidating. It, it's yeah. intimidating. It really is. So rather than rather than just drink some old ass beer and tell you about it, we thought maybe we would take this opportunity to talk about aging beer a little. Yeah. We mentioned a lot of this stuff that we're going to talk about. Already in our episode with uh, Brian. That yeah, it? that's our, uh, our anniversary episode. Who is kind of our our sage of uh, of beer aging, but and who shared some amazing, amazing beers with us. Um, these ones are going to be interesting. Uh, what are the, Mark, what did you say? 11, 12, and 13 years old, respectively? Yeah, so we have... Uh... The 20, uh, 2006 release, the 2007 release, and the 2008 release. Wow. And, and they haven't made this beer since 2015. There you go. So I'm glad that we're getting a chance to try something this old. And barley wines in particular are a great one for us to do, talk about aging with, because they benefit so well from aging beer, from, from being aged, from being cellared for a while. Yes, the you know the general things you're looking for in a beer to be aged is a high ABV, right? You know, and um, I would say typically something that's not too hoppy, though, like an American style barley wine, right. will it'll, the hops will age out, but the beer itself will remain okay. Right. Um, and also darker beers tend to be um, uh, aged better aged and or sour beer. So when it comes to sour beer, all bets are off. Like legitimate sour beers, mm-hmm. um, because those bugs will keep working. Over yeah, time, and it right. could either become wonderful or salad dressing. Yeah, which is also wonderful to Mark. <laughs> well, it, I mean, I have to say, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly mind um, a, a really, you know, even some acetic um, creeping into to some of the sours, right. acetic acid. So we're so this the first one that we poured out is the um, 2006 release, and it starts off at 11.26 percent yeah they got they like, got really specific with that like that's crazy to begin with but they are consistent um so yeah. we so justin you mentioned that beers that are higher abv darker beers beers that are big and robust in flavor will will a- usually age well they can kind of be a turn that can be a rule of thumb but as you mentioned with sours it's not set in stone because you really don't know what you're yeah. going to get there just like everything with sour beer it's right. just different but there's some styles that don't benefit well. Like I know um, IPAs don't really age well. You really want to get those fresh because you have the hop character, those hop oils and those hop aromas and stuff. Those dissipate fast. So you want to get to those sooner rather than later. A perfect example is um, our uh, illustrious uh, president of LIBME, Frank, had brought a older um, – like really high, basically a triple IPA, but a double IPA from right. Spider Bite that was probably five years old, oh, and wow. um, it had turned from a very hop forward beer right. into essentially a barley wine. 
I mean, oh, it was wow. essentially yeah. it was very good. I really enjoyed it, but there was there was bitterness, but no hop flavor to speak okay. of. Those okay. the the oil the flavor contributing compounds um, break down over time and um, just totally go away. So that's part of the aging process when you do age something like a, a barley wine. Is you're going if you have a hop forward American barley wine when it's young, it's going to age out. And actually, barley wines in general are meant to be aged. Right. So that's why they're brewed with so much fucking hops in them, the American styles, because yeah. they know in a year or two years that is going to calm down into a, a blend of wonderfulness. Yeah, right. Like, if you try to drink Bigfoot the year it's released, it's terrible. Yeah. And that's the, kind of the thing. Like, it, the, that always interests me about this is when beers are designed to hang out for a while, that you really do want to age them and not get to them too soon, whereas some of the other beers where you're just – you're you're hanging on to and you're hoping you develop some good flavors, but sometimes it's just a crapshoot about what you're going to get. Yeah. Um. So if I was to ask Mark, like, dude, you, I want to start hanging on to a couple bottles. I mean, I have, we all have our, our fridges. Am I just putting this stuff in the back of my, like my fridge upstairs, like next to the milk, and just leaving it there and wait until I drink it, or is there anything else that I can do that would kind of create a better situation for me to to save beer? Well, you want you, you want the temperature to remain as consistent as possible. So, like, if you have a dedicated beer fridge, you'd be better off than one that you're going into to get milk for your coffee, like, four times a morning. Right. Uh, in addition to that, like, you know, even though, and, and a lot of craft is going to cans, but, like, these three that we have in front of us are all bombers. And even though you've got a cap on there that's sealing, you still have some ingress of oxygen between the cap and the the bottle that is going to get in there and you know alter the uh, the chemistry and flavor of the beer itself. Right, it starts so, to oxidize a bit. It starts to right. So you want to make sure that you keep them standing upright, even if that beer has a cork in it. You know, it's like a lot of people think like, oh, there's a cork in it. I got to lay it down on the side to keep the the cork moist so it doesn't dry out and you know lose yeah. the seal or whatever don't do that with beer keep the beer upright even if it's corked because I mean, the truth is even with wine they're stored not just on the side but they're tilted forward and that's you know to keep the for the same reason i think you're going to say it's to, to keep the uh, um surface area lower right the surface area that's in contact with the gases in the top of the bottle you want to keep that as small as possible that's right. why a, a the beer bottles are shaped the way they are so that, you know, the beer goes into the neck and you have a quarter-sized part exposed to yeah. the, the elements as opposed to the, the whole length of the bottle. Right, because if you lay it down, that air bubble is going to be spread out over a much larger area. And, and it'll oxidize faster. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. So we want a, a stable temperature. Does it matter as much if I keep it at, you know... I mean, I'm, I'm sure I don't want to keep them at, you know, 90 degrees or 95 degrees, but, I mean, 70 is okay. It doesn't have to be, like, refrigerator temperature, right? It can be, it can be 50, 60, 70 degrees. Yeah, I mean, the, the temperature is going to speed up the process, just like any chemical reaction. Right. I mean, not any, but most chemical reactions. The, the higher the temperature, the more active the, the change is going to become. Okay. So, from what I mean, the reading I did online when I set up the my, my beer fridge, and I was going to use it specifically for cellaring beer, which is not the case anymore. It's now just right. literally cold storage for beer. Right. Um, 55 degrees seemed to be the temperature people settled on, where right. it didn't... It, it you were getting aging, but right. it was more of a controlled aging okay. than having it at room temperature. But I know... 
I, I'm pretty sure Brian has most of his stuff at room temperature. I, yeah. So I think as long as it's stable and not too hot, right, yeah. Mark? That yeah, right. Much. Like yeah. you want, you want, you want to avoid temperature fluctuations. You want to avoid light. Yeah, light's always the enemy. Light's huge. That's probably the most important thing is to make sure that wherever you keep it, it, it I mean, even lights in the house. You know, you don't want it in a, in a, in a place where the lights are on for right. long periods of time. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we talk. It's it's really not hard. No, it's it's one of those things. It's like it, it and that always in, in, intrigued me when we when I st- when I started doing it and when we just in general started doing it. It's like, oh wow, it really is for the most part. Just sta- be a little bit smart about where you stash it, and other than that, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the other interesting notes is in, um, Kevin's over at my house today, and I was showing him I have a, a bottle of Black Tuesday from the brewery. Thank you again, Brian. Right. <laughs> uh, the thing about those types of beers, they're, they're, that beer is very hot, like alcohol-wise. Yeah. Um, you, we, we had a bottle of it recently. Actually, Mark had some at the, the bottle share. Somebody brought one. Um, it, it was so, like, not bad. It wasn't like I wouldn't drink it, but it's so not worth it. So that's another thing that happens over time is that the alcohol heat will usually calm down. Right. I don't know exactly why. Maybe Mark knows better than I do, but my guess would be that the oxidation that occurs typically makes the beer sweet, sweeter and maltier, right? And that maltiness will um, tame that heat. I don't know if that's the case. That's a guess that I have, but I, there's also probably a general change in how the alcohol is in the beer as well. Yeah, like it, it might really just be, uh, and I, I don't know exactly what it is uh, myself, but. Uh, it's possible that those higher alcohols that you know give you that hot perception are actually breaking down into different components right. through the oxidation. Right. All right. I mean, so if you have, I think that's a pretty good primer. Yeah. On um, on cellaring, if you've got a great cellaring tip, um, or you think we missed something that's really important, please. Get in touch with us. Let us know. Shoot us an email. Reach out to us on any of the social media. Um, and remember Brian's most important tip. Buy more beer than you can ever drink. Yes. <laughs> well, the one thing the one thing I will add on that note, actually, it reminded me is the fun part about aging is doing stuff like we're doing now and doing a vertical, at least for me. doesn't mean that you can't buy beer and age it and just find out what happens. Right. But the idea would be to see, you know, get taste them over time. Right. So if you... You know, if you're drinking one now and you have another one, you're still aging. Try to be a little bit of a geek. Take notes, like you yeah, know, do a, a do a quick a like deal. poor man's version of a BJCP sheet. What you smelled, everything else. Yeah, and then you can compare it and see what happens over time. And you know, Brian just having done it as long as he had, he had mentioned on the podcast like the amount of time he knows roughly age wise where things should be before they should be drank, depending on the type of style and everything else. Mm-hmm. Just a good feel for it. But I've also seen him open up, uh, you know, five or six year old bottles of Schmey. And it's straight vinegar. Mm-hmm. You have to pour them. That's also part of it. You're going to and open a bottle that Sacrifices you've been aging. Sacrifices must be made yeah. to the beer. You're going to open a bottle that you've been aging. It's going to smell like smell and taste like salad dressing. You're going to have to pour that out, you know? Mm-hmm. And that 20 or $25 bomber is done. Hopefully yeah. you have a head of iceberg on hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So along those lo- along those lines, we have our uh, our three-beer vertical of uh, oof. Yeah. Old Guardian. Yeah, so one of the, I had, I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared. <laughs> so I had smelled this, and this has the, you know, you know right away it's barley wine. Whoo! 
And, uh, you know, I had said that thing, the alcohol usually calms down. I don't know what this smelled like 11 years ago, but I, I get I get some booze. like, it, And it's it's a sherry-like booze, though, which is your standard yeah. smell from, from oxidation. Yeah. Right. But it must have smelled like straight up like moonshine when no. you opened this up. Oh, yeah. Not, not like, oh, if, when it was if, new? Yeah. If I opened this up in 2006, this must have smelled just like moonshine. The um, I would I would definitely think it would be pretty aggressive. Um, hmm. The I say oxidation, and for anybody who's familiar with judging, that's like a you know a flaw. In this case, it was the purpose. <laughs> like the reason the reason why you're aging it is to get this quality. I don't know if this is too much of this quality or not. I haven't really sampled it too much yet, but yeah, like overall, the the flavor of this beer is pretty good for 13 years old like it definitely you get like a little bit of the drying on your palate from the oxidation that's occurred a little papery yeah but it's not uh it's papery it's not like envelope glue it's not like it's not it's bad but it's not offensive so we're going i didn't i didn't realize this so we're going six seven eight we're going to work from oldest back forward yes okay um it's also uh, chunky. Not chunky. I shouldn't say chunky. That's the wrong description. Maybe it was just in my glass, but I have sediment. I don't have any. I don't have any sediment in my glass. Okay. Maybe some shit was in my glass. Maybe I asked, maybe I backwashed some uh, tasty brownie cookie in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the smell... The smell's pretty good. It smells like... It smells like barley wine. I don't know how else yeah. to explain it. Like I, you get no, notes of alcohol. You right. get that. Um, you get uh, caramel, 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 and then sherry is the best. Yeah, I think. I think the, sherry. Yeah. Sherry is a good one. It's it's boozy, but it's it's. I, I I hate not having the right words to describe it, but that's really what it is. But it's just still not. My th- I just I'm not huge on barley wines. I just after a couple times of trying it, I've just of various ages and things like that. I've come to the conclusion that I just don't really like them. Well, you were into 42 when we had 42. 42 was really good. I, I uh, think I think that bar- you like barley wines better when they're um, there's some wood involved. Yeah. And there's because, a little more of an enhancement. Because I, I feel like the wood kind of rounds out the flavors a little bit more. Yeah. This one, that, that's not there. It's... This is this is this for being thirteen years old. This is still a punch in the dick. Yeah. Like this is a like might might have wanted to leave this one another five years. I, yeah, I, I don't know if it would have changed though. I would die to have like a 2015 with us because I, I really like. I feel like it would be rocket fuel. I don't know how you feel about it, Mark, but I think that this is. I can't imagine that this is a more calmed down version. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, it's it's really really strong still. Yeah, like I. I don't think it's terrible, but. Um, yeah, I, I, in general, barley wines aren't one of my go-to things. We, we do love that labyrinth barley wine, though. What was the one? Is that the right one? Is, it a, the, is that a, a barley wine? Though? Yeah, the one from the one that your brother brought yeah. us was a barley wine. We love. Yeah, that but beer. that that one's also like barrel aged. Yeah, and, right. and whatnot. So that's true. It's and a different that, different animal. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's also an English style. This is an American style, right? Although at this point, flavor wise, we're in the English yeah, territory. It's a, right. Yeah. Um, I completely get how people could enjoy this, but it's just totally not my bag. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I totally, I, I can, I know, I, I understand where you're coming from. I tend to like barley wines, I think, the most out of this group, right. but I'm still not like, 
in love with them. I like to try them because the varied ways that mm. people make them and the varied recipes people use, even though it's a very simple You love thing. them, but you're not in love with them? Right. It's it's a like, but not you're a like-like. Like. You're in deep like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know... I, I feel like rather than rating these because it's the same beer three fucking times. Yeah, we can't. And these, yeah. and also the volume just does not work. Right? right. I think the best thing to do is to move on. Let's taste the next one, and then we'll do what we did with the Black Friday, kind and we'll just we'll now. just put them in an order. Okay. Does that make sense? We have a quorum. We have a consensus. All opposed. All in favor. Aye. Aye. Guys, have it. Motion carries. <laughs> Glenn abstained. Oh no, no. Let me do this one. I want do it. <laughs> I want do it. Okay. So. Explain what I'm doing. We're finally getting to use the uh, basic brewing bottle opener that I received as part of my swag package for sending in a disaster story. Yeah, for the the Chinese fire drill brew day. (laughs) One of them. (laughs) That's right, one of them. Shake it till it comes out. So fucking cool. I gotta do it again. Uh huh. Listen, you can't just go straight to full speed. You gotta work on (laughs) it. You gotta work up to that. I have to build up. Where's your lubrication? <laughs> to the chafing. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. This I'm one this one is, is uh lighter and not nearly as clear. Yeah, definitely not as much clarity on this one. Uh, oh, this smells very different. Yeah, there's a lot more of the... This one smells hotter. And a little bit spicy. Yeah, I, I'm getting... Spice, yeah. I'm getting, that's, that's I'm getting spice. I don't, I'm not getting alcohol heat. I'm, I was thinking... It, I don't know what hops they used, but I, I was thinking I was getting more of a hop aroma than than the other one. Yeah, I need to breathe out after a minute there. Yeah, I, after... We'll talk about it. After tasting, I definitely think that the hop character in that is, is tenfold there, more. There is a large block of text on the back of the bottle. Yeah, yeah all of them. All have it. Fact, and you need a microscope to read it. All I see is that sheesh, I'm getting all touchy-feely over here. I'll have the veggie fuego burger. I, it, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> it's, I, I think they drank this stuff and then started writing. Holy shit. So. Here, when they say fuego, they mean it. Yeah, I want to see if it's the same. It's, it's different. It's F A R to the E. Yeah. It's gonna move to. Oh God, Jesus. Yeah, and this one Sunday afternoon in the garden. Summer's gone. Crazy, but it still seems like there's a little time. Little time to find the time. What the? Yeah, I don't know. This is uh, weird. Yeah. See, look, this is interesting. It actually says. Um, right, right around the side of this. Age at cellar temp: fifty-five degrees Fahrenheit or below. Okay. Or 13C, for you communist motherfuckers. Um, I mean, uh, everywhere other than the U.S. and Liberia? <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I picked that. I love that line. I love that we're we're with Liberia on that. I love that. <laughs> oh, <you know. laughs> they don't have hospitals, but you know, we'll, we'll follow them. Oh. Um, like, I still haven't been able to commit it to memory, but the by far the best like conversion uh, between like uh, System International and like... US. The, the the backward shit that we have here. Yeah. Was is the uh the one from XKCD where it's like how many pints of blood are in a baby? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a um 
it, was, it must have been like a Reddit thread or something like that. Um, or whatever. I don't know. It was a thread of comments on bad uh, units of measure and stuff like that. And it got to the point where it was ones that I've never even heard of where it was like, you know, five rods by a furlong and eight of them is an ox cross or something. <laughs> Yeah, and like eight ox cross equal uh, fifth equals two acres. And I'm like, what the fuck? You, you like you know that horse racing is an old old fucking white man thing. Yeah, when they're still hanging on to furlongs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it's just crazy. Kind of like these crazy beers, man. These I not these barley wines. They're not beers. They sh- I shouldn't call. Them is that. that like fourteen feet? I don't honestly know what a furlong is. No, it's a lot longer than fourteen feet. I don't know what the fuck it is either. There, I think there's eight furlongs in a in a regular in a standard horse racing track. I think there are eight. I don't know. I I could not know or care less. But that's the kind of useless shit that normally I do know. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised. I thought you'd have the whole background specifically no, on furlongs. In the beginning, this is where furlongs came from, which is what Justin's Googling. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Wikipedia the fucking thing. Um, Talk about this beer. I'll, I'll chime in along the way. It smells... It definitely smells stronger, this one, than the last one. Um, there's the spiciness to it. As we said, a lot cloudier. And I'm afraid. It's less oxidized, at least in the flavor. It's a lot less oxidized. but I mean, for both for flavor and aroma for me. So, furlong... It originally referred to the length of a furrow in one acre of plowed open field. Okay. The furlong was the distance a team of oxen could plow without resting. Okay. Because, you know, that's standard. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. How, how long is it? Let's see here. Uh, what? <laughs> the fuck? A furlong distance of measure is equal to one-eighth of a mile, 660 feet. Using the international definition of the inch as exactly 25.4 millimeters, one furlong is 201.168 meters. There you go. Yep, what you said. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Not divisible by 10. Listen, I'm all for going to metric. Go for it. I will be confused as shit, but I realize that it's going to be... A whole generation for our children and gen- our children. A generation children. has to be sacrificed, yeah, in order to do it. And I realize that, and I'm willing to be to take the hit on that one. I agree. Um, can I say something crazy? Yeah, I like Yahtzee. this one better. I know, me too. I like this one a lot better. What this one has it has going for it is there's a backbone in it. The last one was kind of, was malty and like flabby. It just kind of like. There's some malt there. There's some character to it, but it doesn't. The I, th- I think that there's a, a firmer bitterness and much more bit, a hop bitterness and hop character in this that make it kind of more of a beverage than just like pudding. The last one was like pudding. <laughs> pudding. It yeah, wasn't, you know, you're it wasn't pu- like pudding because I like pudding. <laughs> All right, <laughs> well, except, except for tapioca pudding, which sucks. It's not even pudding. They have to say tapioca in front of it. Exactly. Tapioca is like poor man's rice pudding. Yeah. Rice pudding way better than tapioca. At Rice me. pudding can suck a dick. But, Go ahead. At yeah. me. I don't care. <laughs> come, what is it? Uh, uh, K.S. Gordon 310. Come at me, bro. Come, you come at me outside. What was the... What was the catch what was, me outside. Catch me outside. <laughs> um, Bed, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the big difference for me on this one is whatever... Maybe it's possible the cap on this was more firmly se- seated. Oh. And, I mean, I don't think one year of aging would have... 
this vast difference in hop character, unless they changed the recipe of the beer and like over hop the beer or did something different. We have no I'd, idea. I'd be surprised Me considering too. the fact that like all three bottles say 11.26% alcohol by volume. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they... It's mean, not like the Long Island's Black Friday where the recipe is a little bit different every year. Yeah, I mean, it's possible they, they had a different hop schedule with the same grain bill. But I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that it was different. I, I'm saying I like this one a lot more. I agree that the flavor... The flavor is round. It has a little bit more flavor, but at the same point, even though it smells a little hotter, it doesn't taste hotter. No, it, do, it, it does not. And it might be just that, like, my throat and is, like, still melted from the last one. It's cauterized. And so now, like, I just can't taste. But I, this one tastes more like spiced, I'm going to say, like, spiced cider, but not in that sense, but kind of that same vibe of, like, hot spiced apple cider like kind of feeling to it i don't get that makes it, sense yeah it's yeah. definitely a little bit jack and cokey yeah yeah i don't get a lot of alcohol heat on this at all in any from aroma otherwise i'm really attributing that spiciness to some some hop yeah because it, it's not that like that paint thinner type heat you know what i mean i get more of a prickly like spiciness it's the best way to put it yeah almost like they you know they use like 48 ounces of Saws hops or something. Sots. Sots. So I'm wondering if it's like... I feel like the aging process, it's like it's going towards a cliff sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that like I wonder if really it does like if something about the chemical composition in the beer as it's aging like reaches like critical mass and then it's just like... Oh, that just shits the bed. Like after that it's just like, well... Fuck it. it no, it's like, def- it's definitely a game of Russian roulette. Like it just goes off the like it reaches that point and now it's like all right, it just there's nothing to be done with it. It's gone. Now that you say that, I, I would agree. I think that does happen. I yeah. definitely think that you it, it goes like this and then it, it oh, precipitously falls rules. off. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, rules! No rules! Ah, uh, good reference. This is probably a much more um, in line with what the beer was when it was fresh. Yeah. I would think. See, this is this to me. I do not know, nor will I ever, because they don't make it anymore. Yeah, but if we could find a 2015, that would be probably close enough. I mean, granted, it's definitely not fresh. It's two years. Right. But it's not fucking 13. Four. Yeah, but six years different would be, you know. This is the year of our Lord 2019. (laughs) (laughs) AD. 2019. CE. Oh, no, they don't use AD anymore. Yes, CE. Yeah. Common era. In the common era, because, you know, we're all. Right. Ow! My elbow's cracked. That we'll, was like a we'll motherfucker. We'll be entering the next uh, age in the... We're in the age of Aquarius. In Japan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because the emperor is abdicating the throne at the end of the month or something like that. You would, you would know all about Japan. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. All these trips to H-Mart, which is Korean, which is totally the same thing, right? In my, like, white guy view of the world, sure. <laughs> I like the Age of Aquarius better. Me too. You actually sang that pretty well. Yeah. Not very good. <laughs> All right. Do you want to turn with the bottle opener? I do. I do want to turn at the bottle opener. And I have to say that I'm... Get that, man. I, I some real skits. I want to finish this one. I don't want to... I'm not going to feel punished on this one. Oh, okay. Because I was very surprised that I actually really liked that one a lot better. I have to say, the, the first one was, you know, I expected all of them to be very similar to the first one because of how old they are. That was pretty... That was a, a gem... Listen, 
too many years of practice. What can I say? Except now I can't get the others out. I can't get it off. Yeah, I just ended up popping it off with my thumb after the one. There we go. All right. You didn't want to, like, you know, give it the fast stroke like I did? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not without <laughs> lubrication. Exactly. Friction burns are a thing, man. All right. Hey, you, like, I bring it up every once in a while, but have you seen the uh, the robot chicken about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? No. Sorcerer's Stone? Well. Just depends on what side of the. Yeah, uh, exactly. What side of the Atlantic you're on? Oh, right. Sorry. I forgot about that. So, but anyway, so, like, they're, like, one of them, it's going through that, and, like, uh, you know. Harry rubs the stone and out pops a ghost and like punches things <laughs> to, uh, you know, like aid uh, uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione in their adventures. And uh, at some point, like, you know, he, Harry's used it a bunch in a row and he's like, it's just, it's getting all chafed. I keep rubbing it, but it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch out for chafing. That's a real issue. Yeah, chafing's always a problem. So I'm, I've the, remember, I've, kids, water-based lubricants are your friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. ha- hashtag barley wine. Hashtag episode so three. three. Exactly. <laughs> this is the this is the advice you now get. Yeah. At episode three. <laughs> oh man. Thanks, Eric. So this one's interesting. He did say he had more of these. Were like not terrible. Listen, I would as so far I would say the 2007 one, right? That's the second one we had. Yeah. Yes, sir. If he had more of those, I would not that I want them. Well, he's got but, more years. Really? Yeah. Like. Okay. I feel like we could. I feel like this has been fun, and I'm, what I'm going to do, if we want to do this, yeah. Again, um, I will make better notes from what we read, right. or from what we we all said. Okay. And then we can do another three okay and then continue down the line so that would be um, fun i think okay yeah well i was gonna say if he has more of the 2007 that is one that i would um in the next couple months you know i would be showing off at bottle shares mm. and say like you know what this is pretty sweet let me uh let me get ri- let me use them up because obviously the 2006 was too far but I mean, it could also be they're also going to be bottle to bottle differences. No, for I, sure. I realize that, but I would say you know what, I think that's a pretty fair time to be uh, showing them off and saying, "Hey, let's go uh, try these out." Mark, Mark, just, ma- Mark says, just made a face like I get from Dorothy when she's upset at daycare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 bottle of the two thousand eight is oxidized in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, it's oxidized in the envelope glue in the finish for sure. Yeah. It, it is, yeah. I've never wanted one of those plastic tongue scrapers more. No, sir, I don't like it. No. This is not one bit. This is not no. good. Like, no. There's, there's no redeem. Like, the first one was a drinkable beer. You know what I mean? This one is... I'm not drinking what I poured in my glass on this one. No, no I'm done. This is not yeah. happening. Um, This is not a... Re- the first... Uh, I will not Muppet it. No, sir, not here, <laughs> not now. Not worth it. So, so basically, I, what, what probably what happened here is there was we have too much oxidation yeah. now, which is funny because this is the newest bottle we have, right? Which could be from, I mean, again, it's from the same person, probably stored the same way, but it could be from storage, it could be from the cap 
being seated just ever so slightly differently because over right. time that's going to be kind of compound. Could be from a lot of things. It also we don't know what kind of condition it went to was in before Eric got it. Right. Um, obviously, there's a bit of history there for it to co- time for it to cover. So who knows? It could have spent a couple of years sitting in you know on a top shelf at a at a distributor, you know, in the window, and then it got to Eric somehow, and it's just not in the right space, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's something that I would take note of. Like if you're going shopping for bottles, like. Kind of take a look in your shop and see where those bottles are stored. Like, also, how dusty are they? That's what I was just going to say. Dust is your friend. Like, yeah. if you look at bottles, if there's, I mean, I don't mean, it's not going to be, I don't think that any place is going to let it get gross where there's like a layer of dust. Yeah. But if there are, if there's dust in the bottles or if you move the six pack or the bottle yeah. and there's a, like a ring or the wood is a different color or, you yeah. know, shit like that, you probably want to skip yeah. that bottle. Yeah, the shelf the shelf liner has now is a, is yeah. a darker color around it than it is underneath You're like, oh, it. That, that's what it looked like new. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm talking more of just, like, look at where it's sitting on the shelf. Like, if that shelf's in the window, like, maybe you don't want to pick those out, you know? Um, so I think it's interesting that we kind of, that we got the three kind of the three parts of the spectrum that we talked about. Yep. We've got one that's aged, which I'll argue with the 2007 was aged just right. 2006, we could say it was kind of tasted like it was aged a little too long. And this one, which kind of just things went wrong. Just, it probably wouldn't be that bad based on the 27. Like it, Maybe it, was, it would be better in three years. Who knows? Yeah. No, this is, this one's not getting better. <laughs> this is, this is probably isn't going to get worse. Your either. dog was just staring at me. He what? Away. Your oh. dog was staring at me, but he walked away. <laughs> uh, he, Sorry. Yeah, I, I believe it. This one isn't. I'm not going to get worse. It's also not. It's not going to get better. It's also not going to get worse. He's plotting hitting your groin. Yeah, with Probably. his head. Well, it was Mishka. Oh, it was Mishka. It oh, that's Remy. surprising. Usually, Remy is the one that's like staring in the window. Yeah, he's the one that's always plotting to kick me in the balls. <laughs> yes. He does it out of love, though. Yeah, his kind of love. <laughs> So I think at this one, I think we're all going to rank these, and where I think we're going to go from uh, two thousand, it's going to be from a worst seven six eight seven six eight exactly. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's kind of where it has to be. Um, you know, it's I'm still going to I don't think it's changed my opinion on barley wine, but it does make me say, okay, I'm kind of remind me like, dude, don't just still try it just because it's not your favorite. Still try it. You might get one that you really like. Yeah, yeah. I think that the what keeps me going back to barley wines is the, um, the like the mall complexity, and the idea that you know, and also the idea of aging. And I mean, I have, I have probably six or seven bottles of forty two. Yeah, between maybe two and three years old. Well, we've talked about making barley wine. I, I really want to. Make, I would love. To, I really like to make one. That's one of those beers I'd like to make, and then um, potentially even bottle condition, or at least bottle it off the keg, yeah. and you know. For say Christmas Eve tacos, yeah. bust out one one twenty two every year and yeah. drink it and just let the thing continue going until yeah. it turns into envelope glue. Yeah, I mean, I think I even have a couple and sitting in my fridge. I think I have a couple. I think uh, probably Justin, it was you. You probably gave me the Goose Island one. Yes, um, I think that was was it this past Christmas or the one year before that? Year before, year before. So I've got that one. That's at least sitting a year old. I think I'm still going to leave that one for another year or two before I even think about opening it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple floating around in the bottom of my fridge. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that 
aging beer is something that any anybody who's into beer is it's a good idea. It's it's yeah. it's fun. But you don't go don't go nuts. Don't buy everything because not most things honestly are meant to be drunk fresh. Yeah. There's not a lot of things that are meant to be aged besides not that they're meant to be Big aged. Fun. Well, Bigfoot, yes. I mean, American-style barley wines 100% are meant to be aged. English-style barley wines age well, but I also happen to like them fairly fresh, yeah. too, because it's not a hoppy style to begin with. You know, and like, and as we mentioned before, a lot of the sour styles are fun when you fun when you age them a bit, but I think they're not as long-term as these ones are considered. They, I mean, they can. Right. They, can, they, they can. can be, but I don't think that's necessarily where you're thinking. They're also going to be far more hit and miss. There's yeah. going to be a lot less consistency with how the, they mm-hmm. age because, you know, how many cells of Britannomyces got into this one versus Pediococcus. And, like, yeah. uh, you know. On a related note, for funsies, I think I might take the last couple of bottles of the uh, funky cider that I have and enter them into the beer competition as a goose. That's not a bad idea, man. That would be a fun uh, <laughs> little segment. All right. Well, if you have uh, another beer that you you've aged and that you think ages well, um, you or know, a particularly good barley wine that you that, too. that you like that you want to recommend to us, we always want recommendations. We'd love to hear more of it. Um, you know, please, pardon me, please yeah. reach out to us. Let us know what your th- what uh what your favorites are, or uh, what ones you've had success with that we should uh, keep an eye out for and say, hey, if you can find a X year old bottle of this, go for it. Yeah. Anything else, Mark? I got nothing. Justin, anything else? Nada. I got nothing else then. All right, everybody. Thanks again, Eric. Thank you, Eric. We love you. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage. And Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.